Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Today is the 14th, and we're having Latin. And next week is the 21st, and we're having Lively Latin. But after that, we're going to take a two-week break. We won't have it on the 28th. I think that must be around the time of the convention. And we will not have it on the 5th. But then we'll pick it back again on the 12th. We will not have it again. Uh, We will have it again on the 12th, as I said. Uh, So we'll take a two-week break. And I hope everybody enjoys the convention or whatever, and then we'll come back raring to go. Maybe I'll have my notes called up a little better than I do now. So, um, because Colby sent the schedule out, and that's pretty much what I think everybody is doing, uh, taking a little hiatus during the convention. Yep. Uh, what, what are the dates of the convention? Does anyone know? And li- the live in person is the first to the um thirtieth, but they want us to stay off from the 22nd to the 25th because of the virtual stuff. And then when you come back, the 11th, 11th, 12th, and 13th is virtual stuff, but it's at night. So I guess. Community- well, a lot of the 23rd and 24th and 25th is starts at 10 a.m. Central, which is 11 Central, which is 11 our time, because remember, it's all written in Central time. So are we off the 12th also then? I just... Of July? No. No, but we, we still have virtual meetings Six, in the four, evening, one, you know, seven, at 7 Central to vote seven. and do things like that for bylaws and things I recognize like that. that phone number. So, Hi, Betty um, Passanati here from Philly. Well, let me ask you, maybe I, maybe I should study that again. I thought what she said was we do it the 21st, then we do not do it the 28th, and they don't want us to do it the 5th. That sounds correct. Mm-hmm. That is correct or not? Yep, it is. But then the 12th. I, I, I asked Kobe about the 27th. I wanted to make sure that we were, because uh, the 22nd, I'm working, I'm playing music that evening, and I wouldn't get back in time to do, it's a Wednesday night, and I would, oh, yeah. ordinarily, that's that's when my, my guitar thing happens, but it won't right. be happening on the right. 22nd because... Even if it were happening, I wouldn't be able to make it back home in time. Right. May I ask, who's area code 215? Hi, my name is Betty Passanante. I live in Philadelphia. I never heard of, is this called Latin? Latin. Yes, lively Latin. Hi, Betty. You don't oh, Latin. Probably, Latin. L-A-T-I-N. Oh, I yeah. I, oh, okay. Yeah, I had Latin years ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. Betty, great. I know you. You don't know me, but Gary Legates, I met you at the uh, convention somewhere along the line. Oh, I'm sure. I've met a lot of people. So you're Betty. Okay, gotcha. She's Spanish. You do something with Spanish, don't you? I do. I I used to be a Spanish interpreter. Yeah, I knew that. I thought so. So. And I was a city. I I retired now, but I was with a city for about 40-odd years. In Philadelphia, right? Yeah, right. Philadelphia. Yeah, Yeah, I remember you. (laughs) Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm very glad. Yeah, I had Latin um, a long time back in high school and college. Okay, well... it certainly helped me with my Spanish. Well, thank you. Very good. I, I hope you... Anyway, what we're doing today, we're, we talk about different things. And sure. uh, so if you would like to get my notes, uh, please uh, 
you know, tell Cindy, send that thing to the community and they'll community at acb.org and just tell them and I'll, then I'll have your email. I can send you the notes. Anyway. Okay, that'd be That'd be great. I'm not sure how much, you know, I'm just kind of, I just. Well, heard, you may not week. like it, so you wait and see. Well, but you, do you meet every week or month or what? Every week. Oh, God love you. Okay. Right. Every week. Okay. And we're in lesson 33 now. So we've been going for 33. Uh, we've been doing for 33 lessons. So that's really something. I love you. All right. So what we're doing today is talking a little more uh, about Virgil. Last week, we had a little exercise to do. We had some quotations from Virgil, you remember? And we said, with, how would these quotations be used? Match them up with the situation in which they would be used. Uh, we did a few of these last week, um, if you remember. And I don't know the best way to do it. I think we'll just go through the quotations and then see what answers you got for them. Um, so number one, the quote is Tantai molis erat Romanam condere gentem, which means it is of such a great task to found the Roman nation. Remember, we said the Aeneid almost begins with a sigh. And uh, so what uh, what what letter did you put for that? We may have done this one last week, actually. Um, I thought I, I thought it should be one toward the end there about uh, um Lesson Running this company has cost no cost me my lifeblood. No, that wouldn't be it, would it? Um, I think that is it. Wait a minute. Uh, let me tell you, it's the one that says, "Yeah, running this company has cost me my life's blood." That's the one I picked for it. Well, I wrote okay. the exercise, but uh, now and again, now this is not to say that this is the only. You know, if you can. If you think another answer is just as good, you might be right. So, so be willing to tell me if you do. But yes, that that would be the the example. So you could say, running this company has cost me my life's blood. Tantai molis erat romanum condregentem. You'd be perfectly right. Yeah. All right. Number two, for son at Heiko Limmanissa Uabit, which means perhaps someday to remember these things will be helpful. And. Uh, Are there Either, is there a choice to match these quotations? With, are you given choices yes, you or have, anything? Yes, you have. We have 15 quotations okay. and we have 15 choices. Uh, the letters, okay. the choices are letters and the quotations are numbers. <coughs> okay. Okay. And, um, one, and you um, would send, yeah. I'm you sorry. Say D. I'd say D. Yes, you, you D is correct. And D says, Betty, D says, <coughs> you recall an event that almost cost cost your, your life. life, right? And that could be it. Or you could the one that whenever I see that quotation, it makes me think, Tom. It might reminds me of you because <laughs> uh, he and I went to school together. Every time I see that quotation, I think, Oh boy, those days in school when I was homesick and wanted to go home and all that kind of stuff, you know. And yet now it's kind of fun to think back on that on all that stuff. So, all right, number three was. Duke's Femina Facti. Remember, what does that mean? Uh, the woman, the woman is the cause. Yeah, well, right. the woman is the leader of the bee. Yeah. And which quote do you think that, which uh, letter was that? Please leave a message after the tone. 
I don't know that this is on the list, but how about the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world? <laughs> Actually, that's quite good, uh, Betty. Yes, I can see where that would be a that would be a possible application of this quotation. You could say that the hand that rocks the cradle moves the world. Duke's fame and a fonti. Yeah, I think you could say that. I think you could. Good job. She's not even she hasn't even seen these, and she's getting them right. <laughs> okay, uh, the one we had was the one, I think it's letter N, Joy. The one about Joy uh, took this club from making no money last year to making $10,000 this year. Duke oh, okay. That's the one yeah, I would sure. I would have put. All right, number four is La- St. Lacrimae Rare Room at Menachem Mortalia Tongan. There are tears for situations and um, mortal woes touch the mind. Um, F. A friend has lost all his money. Oh, okay. okay. And I'm not seeing say, the. I'm not getting these somehow. They, you know, you really have to think now that you say it. It made sense. Well, now don't forget the reason that you're having trouble with these is that. When you look at them, a lot of them could apply to several different situations. And there's nothing to say that you might pick another letter and might be right. And maybe I didn't think of that, you know, when I wrote this exercise. So you might be able to convince me that your choice is just as good as mine. Uh, And it may be just as good as mine. All right. uh, Number five. Four, one, oh, three, getting a lot of phone calls today. Uh, okay, number five is mains conscia recti, a mind conscious of right. Remember we had last, uh, we talked about the guys that opened the shoe store across from each other and so forth. So a mind conscious of right. Is that John is a very good man? Yes, that's what four, I put, one, letter L. Okay. John Three, seven, is a very seven, good man. Four, nine, eight, oh. You know what? I'm going to take this phone off the hook. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, do you have a do not disturb option? That's what I do. Not yeah, on so my landline. Not on my home phone. I don't. I stick mine in the refrigerator, Gary. <laughs> because you can't t- turn it off, so I just stick it in the refrigerator. No, I, that's what I, I I put it like against a cushion or something. Yeah, so I do that ding, too. Ding, 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 ding. I have I have a Verizon option that uh, do not disturb on your landline. I don't yeah. think we. I don't think we have. It. Just take and I would sign off the book when I don't want to be disturbed. I would yeah, forget to do it, so I would forget to undisturb it. So I just actually my call. I do sometimes. I still find there's messages my, my and everybody's mad at me, but so yeah, what? I know. <laughs> Hey, one time, uh, one time I was on Do Not Disturb, and it wouldn't let me join a Zoom meeting. I didn't know I had it on Do Not Disturb. Really? I did. Because yes. I turn mine on Do Not Disturb all the time, oh. and uh, oh, I didn't know. Zoom meetings too. I, I'll do it before I, I. I'll do it before I call the um, number. I do it before yeah. the rosary. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Huh. <laughs> all right. Oh, well. Non ignara mali miseri sukura disco. I, not being ignorant of evil, know how, have lear- I learned how to help the unfortunate. Um, 
headache that went about the social worker. Yeah, a <laughs> yeah, good quote okay, for a social yeah. worker. That's, That's what good. I thought. Yeah, yeah, okay. A good quote for a social worker. That's the one that I picked Five. when I wrote the exercise. Six, All right, eight, number seven. Let's see now. Wait a minute. Where am I? Uh, oh, I said social worker or missionary. All right, number seven. Um, Time Donaos at Dona Ferentes. <coughs> I fear the Greeks even when bearing gifts. I I would I only like him as far as I could throw him. I yeah, thought I, I wouldn't like. trust him as <laughs> far as I could J, throw him. That J was letter, that was letter M. Yeah, that's what I picked. All right, eight. Una salus victis, nulas ferare salutem. There is one safety for the vanquished to hope for no safety. What's that? I didn't like my answer to this one because I thought it was too obvious, but it was the best I could do. It was late at night. Read the quotation again, please, dear. In English? Uh, There is one safety for the vanquished to hope for no safety. It's letter O. We have lost the war. Wow. That's not a very good one, but it was the best I could do. Well, a vanquished person wouldn't hope for no safety. He'd hope for safety, I would say. No, think. but I what mean. they're saying is when you're when you're conquered and when your back's against the wall, right. the Give only up. hope you have is to hope for no safety because you're not going to get any. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's like saying, you know, See. fight or die. I mean, I mm-hmm. guess the guy in the Aeneid that said it. Troy is being conquered. Troy is being burned down. And he says, there's only one hope for, for us. That's to hope for nothing. <laughs> that's where we're, we're against. Ow. All right. Um, these, uh, these, I think we did this one last week. I think we did. These, means it seemed otherwise to the <clears throat> God. Um, man proposes and Fate disposes? Yes. No. yes. Do you think? Yes, okay. that's what I thought. In other words, the idea there is, well, we may have our own ideas about what <laughs> our God should have done or God should have done, but oh. God has his own ideas and we don't, you know, we can't say. All right. The, <laughs> these are sort of stupid. All right. Quis Follere posted a montem, a nice lovable quote. Who can deceive a lover? Oh, Um. That one's were about um, somebody. Wait a minute. Where is it? <laughs> um, I didn't write down the number. Wife. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. He had such a perfect, perfect plan, plan to run off with his secretary. Right. How did his right. wife find out, or something like that? Yeah. Right. Uh, the idea is, you know, when you're in love, that his wife would have been in love with him. She would have had a way of knowing. She would have figured it out. I, I picked letter I. Yeah, letter I. That was right. All right, 12 is another love one. Improbe amor, quid non mortalia pectora cobius. Oh, wicked love, what do you not compel mortal hearts to do? Um, That's the one about he would jump off the Bay Bridge. Right, right. That's letter J. Okay. Uh, All right, 12. Warium et mutabile semper femina. I feel like we did this one last week. B, woman, what about Anne? Yep. Yeah. Woman is a varying and changeable thing. That's what it is. Anne 
Oh, and I was going to tell you guys, that maybe I told you last week, Dryden, the translator of the Aeneid, said, if a god hadn't written that quote, Virgil would never have dared to write it, and I would never have dared to translate. Because <laughs> it's a very well, they, they, uh, hateful thing to they, say about women. They made an Italian aria out of La Donna e Mobile. Woman, woman is fickle. Really? Really? Yeah. yeah. La Donna e Mobile. La, 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 la. Yeah. You've heard that one. No, no. I'm, I'm not an opera. Rigoletto, I believe. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, now, there you are, Betty. You've proved my point. <laughs> Latin has uh, even influences sure. opera, or at least mythology yeah. does. So, yeah. Very good. By the way, there is an opera called Dido and Aeneas uh, by Henry Purcell, which I'm of. Uh, 13. Here's a quote that I love. I gave this to one of my students one time. Two Katie Mollies. You don't yield to evils or don't yield to misfortunes. Well, you might be down, but you are never out. Never out. Okay. All right. And 14, we're almost done. This is the one that says, Foculus discensus awareno. Easily is the descent to the underworld or to Avernus. Might help me turn. It is, not, it is not difficult to get into trouble. Yep. Not difficult to get into trouble. Right. Okay. Uh, because the idea is you can get in, we can't get out necessarily. <laughs> okay, and the last one, nunc animis opus, which means now there is a need for courage. And, and that's number G, in times of emergency, one must display courage. You're right. That's exactly right. Okay, very good, very good. Uh, any comments or questions on that? That was fun, but I thought yeah, I thought fun. that this lesson was. These lessons are long, Gary. Yeah. Well, what I tell you what happens? We don't finish. You know, whatever I give you as homework, we we have to go back and do. Right. And then I have to give you something new to do for the next week, and that's why they're so long. Okay. Because uh, so now we then we then last week we also talked about. The imperfect tense in Spanish. That's the one that goes a blah blah a blah blah a blah blah. Right. Some of the some right. of the time, it does. Uh, and in Latin, it goes bomb boss bot bombus botus bunt. So you say a ma bomb a ma boss a ma bot a ma bombus a ma botus a ma bunt, or wede bomb or age bomb or copier bomb. And the, the tricky one is in the Third, third IO and fourth conjugation, you have IE, EA. And that's what I think tricks people up. And then you also have the irregular verbs, sum and posum. Now, I don't know about poder in Spanish. I don't think it's irregular. Yeah, it's irregular in the preterite. But it's not irregular in the imperfect. Who is preterite and who is imperfect. It's not irregular. But in Latin, it is irregular. Now, the verb ser is irregular in Spanish. It's era, eras, era, 
something right. like that. And in Latin, it's similar. Eram, eras, erat, eramus, eratus, erant. Uh, and posum, which means to be able to, is poteram, poteras, poterat, poteramus, poteratus, poteram. So we had a little exercise. Change these verbs from the present to the imperfect. Let's see if we can do a few of these. How do we do dormimus? We sleep. How would you change that to the imperfect? By the way, I gave you, I gave you the infinitive because remember, remember our verb song we used to sing? The infinitive tells you what conjugation the verb belongs to. So you remember our song? First conjugation has A-R-E. A-R-E. Second conjugation has long E-R-E. E. Third conjugation has E-R-E. E. Third I-O has E-R-E. And fourth conjugation has I-R-E. Remember that? So you have I-R-E here, so it's fourth conjugation. So how do we do dormimus? Dormiam-bam. I-E-B-A-M. Yes, bamus. Remember, you're keeping it the same person, dormie bamos. So we were sleeping instead of we are okay. sleeping. All right, how about agit? Ago, agare, third conjugation, not io. Where am I? Number two. Agebat. Agebat. B-A-T. All right, copio. Copio is what conjugation? Second. Nope, because it's not copere. Yes, third. It's not long ere, it's copere. And it's io. It's got the copio, so it's third io. And so it's copio bomb. Copie bomb. Good. C A P I E B A M. All right, what about monent? What conjugation is maneo? Second. Yep. So it's mane bond. Mane bond. Good. Okay. What about probas? Probabas. Good. Probabas. First <laughs> conjugation. What about est? Erat. Erat. Good. Mm-hmm. What about posunt? Ah, uh, uh, not quite. You're getting your Spanish mixed oh, up. Yeah, that yeah I know. That sounds very oh. poterant. Poterant. P O T E R A N T. Then teratus. What conjugation? Um, see, it's uh, second. It's second. Terere, yes. So I hope the long marks came out in the notes. Terebot? That's it. Terre, but it's Terebotis because it's second. Oh, but okay. Yeah, Yeah, exactly correct. Very good, though, Betty. My goodness, you just got in this and you're doing, you're already (laughs) getting them. Okay, what about Timent? What conjugation is Timeo? Mm. Yep. That's second, I believe. Yep. Second. Exactly correct. And it's Tim Mint, so it's third plural. Tim A Bond. Yes. Tim A Bond. Good. Tim and one more. Moonit. Anybody remember what Munio means? No, we got a couple more. I'm sorry. What does Munio mean? Does anyone remember? 
It doesn't mean to moon someone. Build? It can, to build or to fortify. Yes. And so uh, how would you do, what conjugation is munio? Fourth. Yep. Fourth, because it's eo and it's munire. You didn't have the advantage of seeing my notes where I give them the infinitive. So it's munire. What, uh, what is the, what would, so what would you do for, for munit? Munyebat. You got it. And ponunt, pono ponere, that's uh, third, third conjugation. Ponunt is their present? Yep, P-O-N-U-N-T. Ponunt. Bunt. Yes. Ponebunt. Yeah, ponebunt. Sorry, I forgot. Good. Okay, now we have a reading, and I hope you'll enjoy this reading. It's kind of sad, but I hope you'll enjoy it. This is a poem of Catullus, and this is uh, called Miser Catulle, which means which means wretched Catullus. He's giving himself a pep talk. By the way, did anyone figure out how to divide the poem into three parts? This poem falls into three parts. If you didn't, that's all right. We'll read it, and then you'll see it maybe better. Well, one, he addresses the girl talks to himself and then he talks to the girl and uh you're right and then i don't know what at the end he just talks to the wind i think i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well you're close um well let's just read it and we'll see if we can we can see it okay so he starts out and remember this is a funny meter this poem's in this meter where it's like the limping iambic the last every syllable is Short, long, short, long, short, long, short, long, short, long, long, short. And so the end gives it sort of a funny, I'm sorry. So it goes. We get it. Uh-oh. Yeah, I quote with des perisse perditum ducas. Fosere quondam candidi tibisoles. Anyway, you get the idea. All right, so what does it say? It says, miserable, miserable Catullus, what? Desinas ineptire. We had a basic sentence with that. Remember what that means? Um, yes. Um, okay, Gary, I'm yes. going to have to go through or ask everybody to mute themselves unless they have something to say because there's somebody making noise okay they may not recognize it but you know it it's coming through okay okay so all right go ahead mute? i'm sorry so every oh. mute unless you're speaking because if you make a little bit of noise it goes through this like crazy and it's going to come out on gary's recording it will it will yes. they gotta take me out now Okay, Monsieur Catullus, wretched Catullus, stop playing the fool. Stop being stupid, we might say today. It's a desinas ineptire. Et quod with des perisse perditum ducas. We had a basic sentence that, that said this exact thing. And consider lost that, or, or consider, consider lost that which has died. So in other words, he's saying, you see, this love affair is over. It's done. So just consider it a loss. It's over. It's dead. It's finished. And that's what he's saying. Now he goes into a period where he's going to remember the past. 
He's going to think back about the past. Falsere is a perfect tense. Falsere quondam candidis tibi soles, which means once, once bright suns shone for you. In other words, the sun was shining bright on you. Things were going well for you in the past. Things were going well. Cum ventitabas quo puella duque, but when what? And this is imperfect tense. We just had imperfect. When you would come where the girl led. In other words, you'd go where she wanted you to go. Uh, you'd do what she wanted you to do. You guys would be together. And then it says, amata nobis quantum abitur nula, loved by us as much as no one will ever be loved. And so notice that that's, he's, he really has said a lot. That's the editorial we in there? Yes, yes. He thinks that this love affair that he's had is is really unique, and he thinks that he has loved this girl more than most people ever love anyone. When I think, I guess if you're in love, you always think that. You know, you always think your affair is special and and that you you really are are special. Um, And then he goes on. Ibilla multa tum yokosa fiebant. There, many fun things were done. Uh, many witty or fun things were done. Yokosa is where we get the English word jocose, meaning funny, and where we get the English word joke, too, for that matter. So, there, many funny things, fun things were done. Quaituolebas, which you wanted meaning himself he's talking to, which you wanted. Notice what he says, nor did the girl not want it. That sounds kind of wimpy. That's another example. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. That's an example of litotes where it sounds real wimpy in Latin, but it's a real strong statement. So when it says, nor did the girl not want it, it means the girl was just as willing as you were to experience these things. And then notice he repeats very similar to what he said in line. What line is that? It's uh, two, three. He he repeats almost verbatim line three. He says, "Falsere were candidi to be soles." Instead of "falsere quondam," which means once, he says, "Falsere were candidi to be soles." Truly, suns bright suns shone brightly for you. It almost gives you a dreamlike quality that he repeats that over again, and it's like he's remembering the past, how good things were, and how much fun they had. So that's the end of the first part, right there. That's the end of part one. Now, notice the first two words in part two. Nunkyam. Doesn't that kind of sound like somebody shaking you awake? Come on. It means now, though, now, though, <coughs> feel unknown wolf. Now she doesn't want it anymore. So two, quoque impotens noli. You too, spineless one. You don't want it. He's giving himself a command. In other words, he's calling himself spineless. Okay, she doesn't want it. You don't want it either. Don't you want it. Don't you be willing. Okay, and then he goes on. Nequifu get sectare, 
man, don't pursue she who is fleeing you and don't live miserable. But obstinatamente per fair, but endure and be firm with a stubborn mind. Okay, so you can see this guy is really, <laughs> he's trying to tell himself a few things, but, uh, you know, you got to wonder how successful he's going to be. Okay, now we have some kind of easy Latin here. Wale Puella. What's Wale mean? Hi. Goodbye, Goodbye girl. Goodbye, Yom goodbye. Katulis I'm sorry, goodbye. Goodbye. Yom Katulis Goodbye, girl. That's what I thought you said. Goodbye, girl. Now Katulis is being firm, is being stubborn. Mm. Now, <coughs> he will not ask you. Uh, he will not seek you, rather, requir it. And he will not ask an unwilling person. He will not ask you since you're unwilling. Okay, but you, what? Dolabis. Dolabis, you will what? Be sad. You will be sad. And you will hurt. When you are not asked at all, you will be sad. The only trouble with this is she never seemed to have problem not being asked, uh, at least not being sought. She supposedly was picking guys up on the street corner by this point. Uh, so anyway. Now he gets really mad. And the word he uses here is the word skelesta. The word skelesta means wicked one, but that sounds sort of stupid in English, doesn't it? Would you ever call a girl a wick, you wicked thing, you wicked one? That just doesn't you cut would it. have back in the day, but maybe. But it almost it almost is a term of abuse. So it's almost like he's saying, you bitch, you slut. Right. You slut. Woe to you. He's he's really mad with her almost. Woe to you. And then he goes on. Quai tibi manet vita. What life remains for you? Quis nunc te adibit? Who what? Quis nunc te adibit? Now. You. What's Who now? Adore. Who now approaches you? Oh, approach. Who now is coming to you? And then he goes on. The only only trouble with this is plenty of people are probably. Kui wideberis bella. To whom will you seem beautiful? Beautiful. Quem nuncamabis. Whom now will you love? You love. You don't want to know. Kuyas esse dicaris. Whose will you be said to be? In other words, you know, who's are you? Quem amabis. Whom will you love? Kiss. Doesn't that mean kiss? I'm sorry. Whom will you kiss? By the way, that's an interesting question because Catullus made up the word for kiss, made that word up. So in a sense, nobody else could ever give her a basio because that's Catullus's new word that he made up for these kisses. Okay, so Italian took over. What's that? Bacha. Yeah, that's exactly. And that's the word that is used in the Romance languages in Italian and what is it in Spanish? Is it bat- that is beso. It isn't quite so yes. obvious. Okay, that's from that word, yeah. though. And in French, yeah. there is a word beze, which is not quite nice French. But anyway. Um, uh, but, but, so who will you ki- whom will you kiss? And then 
whose lips will you bite? So, but notice, notice there's the end of the second part. Don't you get the feeling that he's getting more and more excited as he's going on? He's remembering all these things. He's asking all these questions. And he's kind of uh, getting himself all stirred up. Then he comes back to normal. Atukatule destinatus obdura. But you could tell us. But you could tell us. Being stubborn. Be firm. Okay, and so my question was about the three parts. The first part, he's talking pretty much to himself. The second part, he's remembering the past. And then the third part is when he comes back and talks to the, talks to the girl and kind of shakes himself back into place. Uh, now, my last question that I asked you was... Um, uh, wait a minute. My last question was, do you think he succeeds in giving himself a pep talk? Do you think, do you think this pep talk works or not? Do you think he's going to be firm? Um, you know, the first time I read it, I would say <coughs> yes. The second time I read through it, it was like reading through the lines that it was like he was trying to convince Wait, himself America. he didn't quite do it. And it sort of got a little racy. So yeah. If he hadn't used some of that hard language there, I would have said yes. But now I'm mm -hmm. going to say no. Yeah. And, of course, you all know the end of the story because you read, I reread poem 11, which is his last poem, where is where he compares himself to a flower that was cut off by a passing plowshare. Remember that? And uh, so, you know, this love affair ends very, very bad <coughs> and uh, they never do get back together. And he never seems to. And, and you read the poem, I love and I hate. So, you, you know, you've seen these other poems. He, he probably never gets over it. He doesn't. And, you know, he doesn't live long. He only lives to be about 30 some years old. And some say he died of a broken heart. Others say, no, he probably died of syphilis. But anyway, <laughs> uh, who, knows? Awesome. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Who uh, knows? And I, I, so I don't know, you know. All right. Good enough. Now, let's look at the new part of our lesson. Oh, I Gary, oh, before you look at the new part, it is 20 till. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I've got to go. My husband needs dinner and all of that okay. kind of thing. But this has really been interesting. I'll, uh, well, does the Zoom number change week to week, or does it stay the same? That I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you'd have to ask them. Uh, one thing about this, though, Beth, is <coughs> the, recordings, the recordings are all on the website for the ACB. Okay. And if you want to go back and hear any older recordings, you can and it is recorded right. every week, and it's and safe. Betty, it's listed on the community list every week. So yeah, Yes, I saw it. I saw it. I just misread the speech. I thought it said Lavin. I, I misread my speech. <laughs> I know. Well, that's <laughs> easy to do. Anyway, nice having uh, you. Thank you, dear. Yeah. Thank you so much. Nice having Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Memento. Is a new Latin word. It means remember. Uh, it comes right from Latin, and in Latin, it is the command form of the verb to remember, and that it means remember. And so, a memento is something you might get on a trip, like a souvenir, for example. 
uh, something to remember your trip by as a memento, but it's a, it's a word that comes right from Latin. Uh, so there we are. And then I decided this week we'd learn some weather expressions. Quies tempestas, ODA. What is the weather today? Quies tempestas. By the way, that word for weather is also the word for storm. So uh, it's where we get tempest. And, uh, but it does mean weather here. What is the weather today? And here's some answers. Est frigida. It's cold. Frigida. Frigid, frigid. Yep. Est tepida. It's warm, tepid. Est calida. It's hot. Now, you can say it is hot in two ways. You can say est calida, which means it is hot. Or you can say calet, which really means the same exact thing. But one is a verb and one is, an, uh, one is a verb to be in the adjective. I guess it's a little bit like English. It's really hot out or it's blistering out. I don't know. It's, it really means exactly the same thing, but you can say it in two different ways. Uh, es serena, it is clear, it is bright. Nix caught it. Snow is falling. Nix is the Latin word for snow. Nix nevis. Uh, ningit is another way of saying it is snowing. It's exactly the same thing as to say snow is falling or it is snowing. That's the difference between the two expressions. You see, ne, you know, um, neiger, you know, neiger, you know. Neiger and nieva in Spanish, isn't it? Something yeah. like nieva. Yes, yeah. it's you know nevar, so nieva. Uh, but the thing I I, I found I find curious about this is in Italian and French, and in Spanish they use expressions with to have, and and they're using you know essay expressions with a lot of the weather expressions. That's true. German, they use ist <laughs> like they say es ist kalt, and it's a Germanic language, and I find yeah. that peculiar. As I'm listening yep. to this. The I only thing I know about German, and it's not much, is some lady told me that she was taking German. And she came into <laughs> class one day and said, Ich bin heiß. And the Ooh, teacher that's said, a no, no. Yeah, Don't never say, say that. that. It means I'm in heat. <laughs> so oh, uh, never say that. So you have to be careful sometimes about these expressions. Uh, yeah. So how would you say in German, it is hot or I am hot? If you want to say it is hot, you say es ist heiß. It is hot. Or mm -hmm. um, es ist mir heiß. It is hot to me. I am mm -hmm. hot. Mm -hmm. To me, okay. it is hot. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, and then, of course, like you say in French, j'ai chaud, j'ai froid, I have heat, I have cold. Or il fait. It's funny, the Latin does not use the verb to be at all. For I mean, I mean the verb to make like they do in French. Oh, it doesn't. Or Spanish. Yeah, yeah, the French uses the fair and then the Italian yep. and yep. Spanish yep. uses the to have. It's kind of funny yeah. that they don't. But this is Gloria and yeah, Spanish is like that as well. Yeah. But if you want to say food. I am cold, I have cold. Yeah. 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 Tango Fria. Frio. Yeah, frio. Yeah. Frio now, how do they express that? Do you do you use the um, essay in Latin or not? I think you just say, if you want to say, I am cold, you could say, I guess you could say, Estimihi Frigida. Uh, I don't know. I don't think you would say, Habe, Frigidum Habe. Oh, I don't think you would. I think you would just say, Est Frigida or Sum Frigida. 
Interesting. I think you would. I, I, you, I've never seen it used anywhere, so it's hard to say. Imber kadit means rain is falling. Imber is one word for rain. Or pluit, it is raining, which is like il plu, or what is it in Spanish? Uh, Ueve, that doesn't Ueve. It looks nothing. It looks nothing like <laughs> That used to confuse me. I used to get the word it is raining mixed up with eggs. To me, they look a lot alike. <laughs> It's raining eggs. I don't know. I, I, I used to get those two words mixed up. Because one is jue, jueves and one is jue, ye, jueva or something. I don't know. Okay. Jueves. Jueves. Yeah. That's eggs, right? No. Uh, oh, that's Thursday rain. is jueves and then huevos yeah. with an H is eggs. And a lot of people get things confused. That I do. I, yeah. do. I've, I found that confusing. I don't know why. But uh, ventus pear flot means the wind is blowing. Uh, you could just say ventus flot. Pear flot means blowing a little harder. Uh, really is blowing. Um, nubila est. It is cloudy. Nubila. It looks like. Uh, oh, like nubious clouds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sol luket. The sun is shining. Uh, and that's about it. And then I review the imperative with you, and I'll just let you look at that in your notes. And then I give you a letter to read uh, about our fictitious uh, characters again. This is a letter from uh, to Marcia, who's our young teenage girl. This is a letter to her from her betrothed, who is over in Greece in the Roman army. And so you'll get to read a letter. Uh, this week. So that's good. So if you can work on that, that'll be good. Uh, now, let's talk about the Aeneid a little bit. We're trying to wrap this Aeneid up so we can get on to Roman civilization. Um, as you remember, last week, Aeneas and Dido had parted very sadly. <coughs> Aeneas had left and Dido had committed suicide, if you remember that. Aeneas then goes to Italy and Instead of going right into Italy, he, he stops on the western coast of Italy and is, he's been told that he needs to consult a prophetess who lives there, who is called the Sibyl. Um, and this prophetess is, is kind of weird. She, she, Apollo had been in love with her at one time, and he had said to her, uh, he he offered her a gift, and that gift was to have as many years of life as there were sands on the beach. But then when she didn't return his love, <clears throat> he said, okay, I'll fix you then. You got as many years of life as there are grains of sand on the beach, but you won't die. You'll stay alive all that time, and you and you won't stay young. You'll get old. And so she got old. And supposedly in one version, she got so old, they finally, she shrunk down so much, they hung her up in a bottle in a birdcage like that. But at this point, she's just an old lady and she's very good prophet or prophetess, but she writes her prophecies in leaves in a cave. And it's fine as long as nobody opens the door of the cave. But when they do, the wind blows in and messes up the leaves and then she gets mad and won't rewrite them. So one of the things Aeneas has to do is ask her 
to write her prophets to tell to tell him her prophecies in person and not write them in the leaves. And she does do that. So Aeneas goes to her and asks her to help him with the future. And he also asks her to take him down into the underworld to visit his father who has died. And she does interpret or prophesy to him what's going to happen to him when he gets to Italy. Not a very happy prophecy, by the way. Um, but he says, uh, I want to go to the underworld. And she says, well, you can go to the underworld if you find a golden <laughs> bough. If you find this golden bough that's hanging on a tree and you can break it off and bring it to me, then I'll take you to the underworld. Otherwise, you can't go. And so he goes and looks for this golden bough and finds it. And she also says, if you're meant to go to the underworld, you'll be able to just to break it off easily. If you're not meant to go to the underworld, even if you sawed it with a saw, you couldn't get it off. Nothing could get it off if you're not intended to go. And so Aeneas finds the golden bough and finds out that it breaks right off in his grasp. And so he can go ahead and go to the underworld. He goes down into the underworld and it's very uh, kind of interesting. It's kind of scary and kind of gloomy and kind of dark. And uh, he goes down there and meets all the standard characters down there, like Cerberus and like Karen, the boatman that takes you across. Um, and he meets several people from his past. And most of these people that he meets from his past had a worse time in life than he had. Like one of the people he meets is the guy who was married to Helen after Paris died. Helen never loved him. And when the Greeks came into the city to take over Troy, she basically opens the door of his house and lets them loose on him. And they just rip his ears out of his you know, body and kill him and really mutilate his body. Uh, but anyway, Aeneas meets him and meets a couple other people. One of the people he meets down there is Dida. He sees her in this area that's reserved for people who die of unrequited love. And he talks to her. He says, I, was I the cause of your death? I'm so sorry. I, I left your land unwillingly. But she won't speak to him. And she turns away from him and she will not give him the time of day. And this kind of breaks his heart. Uh, but she does to him there what he did to her in real life because he was very stern and wouldn't wouldn't talk to her very much uh he also uh meets this character that i told you who had been helen's husband and ha this man gives him a quote he says go on and you go our go on our glory and use your better fates in other words it's like okay go forward you've had some tough times but go on and from that point on the 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 Aeneid, the, the trip to the underworld, takes on a much brighter gleam because when Aeneas does finally meet his father down there, his father's in the heaven, the part of the underworld that's like heaven, the Elysian Fields, Carla, which is where we get the Champs-Élysées from. And Anchises shows him the spirits of Romans who are going to be born in future years Remember, they say when people die, they drink of the river of forgetfulness, and then they are reborn. It's almost like reincarnation. And so he shows them the spirits of all these famous Romans like Julius Caesar and Pompey and Cicero and all those people. And that encourages Aeneas to be able to face what he's going to face when he gets further into Italy. 
Okay. And so he comes back up from the underworld. And by the way, there's some that think this trip to the underworld was a dream that Aeneas had because of some things, uh, whether it was really a mythological trip or whether it was a dream. That's, you can decide for yourself. What time is it, Cindy? You have muted me. Okay. It, it, you still have time. Oh, okay. It is, you have seven minutes. Okay. Well, we can get a little further then. Yeah. When Aeneas gets to Italy, this is the second half of the poem, and the entire poem kind of changes. The first half of the poem that we've been talking about is more like, more like the Odyssey. It's more like the kind of adventures that Ulysses had. But now we get to the part where Aeneas is in Italy and has to fight wars in Italy. And this part is more like the Iliad. And it's much more dreary, kind of. And some people think it's not as interesting as the part that we just finished. And other people think it's even better. So I guess it depends on your opinion. But when Aeneas gets to Italy, he lands and he goes to a palace that's there in Italy, and he learns situation that's existed there in Italy in this palace that he goes to. And these are the people called the Latins that live in this palace in Italy, and their king is called <laughs> Mr. Mr. Latin, that is King Latinus. And in this city, the king and queen, the queen's name, by the way, is Amata, which is the equivalent of Amy. It's like... It's like the day the name Amy means beloved one or M.A. in French. Um, and in Latin, it's Amata, meaning beloved one. This woman is not terribly likable, however. I don't think you'll find. Um, anyway, so the queen is named Amata. The king is named Latinus. And they don't have any, any sons. They have a daughter. And her name is Lavinia. And... The king did not quite know what to do about his daughter. He didn't know who to marry her to. Because one day when he was sacrificing in the courtyard of his house, all these bees came and settled on the branches of a tree right, right near this girl. And that seemed to mean that a stranger would come and that he's supposed to give her in marriage to a stranger. And this prophecy is also confirmed by a dream that he had in which his father, who was kind of a prophet, appears to him and says, marry your daughter to a stranger. Do not marry her to anyone that's, not, that's related to you in any way. This girl had been promised to a nearby chieftain named Turnus. But when Aeneas arrives, Latinus thinks that he is the stranger that was foretold in the prophecy. And so he promises his daughter to him in marriage and Aeneas accepts. However, Juno, remember Juno is Aeneas's bitter enemy among the gods. And she says, this isn't going to happen. And so she goes down into the underworld and she summons this fiend-like creature to come up from the underworld and start a war between these two peoples. This character is called Electo the Fury, and she's kind of a demonic, awful type person. And if you wanted to start a war, she knows how to do it. She does it very cleverly. And what she does, you could look at it as being really the actions that a goddess might take to start a war. Or you can look at it as psychologically, these are psychological forces that are happening. And I'll give you an example. 
first thing she does is the queen, Amata, gets very upset because she doesn't like the idea of her husband giving their daughter to Aeneas in marriage. And so she goes to him and she says, please don't give her to him. He's going to be like Paris. He's going to take her away and run off with her and then we won't have her anymore. Please don't give her to this wild Trojan who just came. But he doesn't pay any attention to her. So Electo kind of stimulates her, gets her excited, and she gets all the other women excited. And she takes them all out in the woods and they all go out there and scream and yell and riot and have a big time. And so the the whole kingdom is in confusion because all the women have basically said, if the king's going to give his daughter to this man in marriage, we're going to go on strike. Okay. That's the first thing she does. The second thing she does is even more diabolical. Mr. Legates, it's two minutes. Okay. We're going to stop. Sorry to interrupt. And we're going to stop right here now. We'll have Latin next week. And then we won't have it for two weeks, right? Everybody remember? So try to read your letter this week. It's a pretty good, pretty good letter. Uh, try to read your letter this week. Uh, and uh, Carla, I will resend these lessons to you and see if we can. Uh, and next week, I will send the lessons in several formats. In, and so that you can, the notes, so that you can uh, check and see which ones work best for you. I'll use words. And I'm sorry to be such a pain. I don't know why it didn't work, but this machine, I love and hate it. It's not your fault, Carla. I have a Braille sense and I know that they're quirky. So I, will try I to bet bring you Sparky up. can get it fixed. Yes, yeah, Sparky. Uh, can do he it. could, <laughs> if anybody could. You know, he Sparky. has a Latin middle name, anyhow, Sparky well, Scintilla well. Hayes. Do you know Sparky? Remember there was a dog on television years ago, Sparky the Fire yeah. Dog? Remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Sparky the you're, Fire Dog. You're Sparky. telling your age. He was like Smokey the Bear, except he was a dog, you know. Mm-hmm. And there was Sparky the uh, I'm Talking Piano and Sparky. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. I think I have that record here somewhere. Oh, really? Oh, my God. I think I did. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'll talk to you next week. Have a wonderful week. Meantime. Bye-bye. Thank you, Cindy. Hey, y'all. You're welcome, dear. Bye. Have a nice week. Bye, everyone. Yeah, thank you, Greg.